Hey mama, hey mama, hey I'm glad to see you here with me I know it gets rough, please don't give up Today we gon' shake off all that weight Put your head up high, cry to the sky Walk in my face, then I by sight Take my hand and hold it tight Those cloudy days, kiss now goodbye So hey mama, hey mama, hey Glowing even through the rain I promise you'll see better days All you need is a little faith Take my hand and we'll have a day Welcome back. So due to the length of today's episode, we won't be doing a lengthy check-in or Glow Mama nomination. However, I want to acknowledge the recent passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, as well as the other passengers that were on board when the helicopter crashed. I know it's been a lot of news in the media. It's been a lot of flooding of emotions at one time. Just want to make sure you guys are taking care of yourself. Acknowledge your feelings. Know that they're okay. Set the boundaries that you need to set with being on social media. And most importantly, make sure that you're getting the help that you need. So let's jump right into today's show. All right, y'all. So today's episode is titled Flu Season. And Flu Season is going to jumpstart our series into talking about trauma. Now, this is something that is so near and dear to my heart because I feel that it is a conversation that needs to be had. Everybody has experienced some level of trauma in their life. And more importantly, exploring those trauma really helps us to understand why we parent the way that we do and whether or not it's effective or not. So for the purpose of understanding trauma during this series, we're going to compare it to the flu. I want to do this because I feel that Understanding how the flu works and how the symptoms reside with the flu helps us to better understand how we look at trauma. So when somebody in your house has the flu, generally it impacts everybody in the house. Whether it's you have to change what you're normally doing because that child is sick, you're sick, or that partner that lives in your house is sick, or whoever is residing in your house that has the flu, you have to alter what you normally do so that you can, you know, treat this flu. You don't want anybody else to get sick. You don't want the person that's sick to feel even worse than they do. And ultimately, you are just trying to keep everybody healthy. So you do things like you quarantine that one person to maybe that one section of the house. I know my dad used to do that with us. Like, Whenever we were sick, we were just banned to our bedrooms and he would Lysol the heck out of the house. But he did that so that way nobody else in the house got sick. So just think about some of the precautions that you take when your child is is sick. You're going to take them to the doctor. You're going to get them the medicine that they need. You're going to buy things from the store, maybe like Gatorade or Powerade so that way they're not dehydrated, water, maybe, um... You know, they need like some saltine crackers or something like that. Something that's gentle on them while they're sick. You're going to make sure they have everything they need in that secluded space. Because while you want that person to feel better, you don't want to get yourself sick. And I feel you. Okay. I (laughs) seem germaphobe. Please stay away from me if you are sick. So if we think about the flu in the same way we think about the trauma, how can this transfer over? Let's start by defining trauma. So I don't want to give you guys a definition that I came up with on my own because, yeah, you guys deserve a formal definition. 
So trauma is defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. That's according to the Oxford Dictionary. And let me see. I wanted to give you guys the difference or the example of a traumatic event. Okay, here we go. A traumatic event is an incident that causes physical, emotional, spiritual, or psychological harm. The person experiencing the distressing event may feel threatened, anxious, or frightened as a result. The person will need support and time to recover from the traumatic event and regain emotional and mental stability. So, one thing that you biggest takeaway to know about trauma is that it's totally subjective. What is traumatic to you may not be traumatic for the next person, and that's fine. But you have to just consider that, give people their room and their space to sit with their trauma and acknowledge it as just that, trauma. So, I compare trauma to the flu Because I truly believe that we treat them the same way. If somebody's been through a traumatic event, we don't know how to respond to it. So sometimes we may seclude them. We may isolate them because we don't know why they're so anxious. We don't know why they're so irritable. We don't know why they are just so, you know, afraid all the time because it's not that big of a deal to us. So we don't understand why it's taking on the form that it takes on. But ultimately, just like the flu, once somebody experiences a traumatic event, it impacts everyone around them, just like the flu does. So look at it like this. Say, as a mom, you uh, were raised by somebody. I want you to just realize like how many degrees this can go back. You were raised by somebody who had an extremely traumatic event. And the traumatic event was they almost drowned while they were swimming. So because your mom almost drowned while they were swimming, maybe you never got to go swimming as a child. And maybe your mom taught you really bad things about what could happen if you go swimming. So you never experienced swimming for yourself. But because your mom went through something extremely traumatic, she raised you out of a traumatic place. Her reasonings were right. She didn't want any harm to come near you, but that still came out of a traumatic place. Now, you have never gone swimming because your mom has planted that seed that swimming can be dangerous, it's bad, and you've just never done it. So now you have children of your own, you've gone your whole life, and maybe now you are teaching that same habit to your children. You're teaching that same thought pattern to your kids. Swimming is bad, it's not good, you could be harmed. So this is how we can pass down that virus. You guys, I hope you guys are really catching this. It's so good to me. The same way we can pass down the flu virus is the same way we can pass trauma. And sis, I know you love your kids and I know you love yourself. You don't want to keep passing that trauma. Consider trauma symptoms like flu symptoms. Once the person has the symptoms, it can be spread to others. And, you know, sometimes when we've been exposed to the virus, we may not get the flu, but we may get what they call flu-like symptoms. So we don't have full-blown flu. We don't have a crazy fever. We're not having body aches. But maybe your throat's a little sore. Maybe you have a little headache. So you're like, ah, I'm good. I'm just going to get some Tylenol. Well, just like trauma, maybe you didn't have the experience of almost drowning, But now you don't care for bodies of water because of what could happen. Because that person that was in your life was exposed to that. 
they gave those quote unquote flu-like symptoms to you. And now you have that same thought. One of the most dangerous things that could happen when a virus is exposed is that the virus goes dormant. Now, if you guys don't know what a dormant virus is, basically what it is is that the virus is there in the body, but you're not showing any symptoms. It has not been activated yet. And this can be the same thing with trauma. So now, again, mom hates swimming. She had a traumatic event. You've never gone swimming and you were taught certain ideas about swimming. So you never went. And now you're raising your children under that same belief. Now, dormant viruses can be super deadly because we don't even know they're there until something activates it. So maybe it's not until your kid is invited to a pool party and your your child is like so upset because you're trying to they're trying to figure out, mom, like, why won't you let me go swimming? I want to go to this pool party. And you're like battling your point as to why this is not okay. And now because that is activating the trauma in you, maybe you go back to your mom. And you're like it's like a ripple effect. It causes you to go back and look at the root. And those are what they call in the mental health community as triggers. Something happens that awakens that trauma. Now, triggers are, you know, just being very transparent. They can be they can be dangerous. Because again, we don't know they're there. If we don't know they're there, we can't prepare for it. We don't know how to deal with it. We don't know what's coming. And when it shows up, it's a shock to us just as much as it is for those around us. Something occurs when the trigger happens and it tells our brains that we need to react in a certain way. And nine times out of a 10, excuse me, nine times out of 10, it's an act of protection. Something has happened. Our brain goes into reaction mode. We have to protect ourselves. And acts of protection can be good. But come on, y'all. If it's something that's traumatic that's happened, nine times out of ten, that act of protection might be something that's negative. Especially if we're not aware that it's there. I felt like this was really important to us moms because we have to be aware of what our own traumas are. Because we are responsible for raising little lives. They're depending on us to be aware and to know what's going on with us. I know I used the example of swimming just because it was a really not deep topic. But during this series, guys, I really want us to get a little bit deeper into searching those things within ourselves. Do you honestly want to pass on the things that you've been carrying in your backpack? And I call it a backpack because in this life, in this journey that we call life, we pick up things along the way. We have great experiences. We have not so great experiences. We have traumatic experiences. And if we're not careful, instead of unpacking those traumatic experiences, accepting what has happened to us and getting the help that we need, we carry it with us throughout our entire life. And along those journeys, we pick up people that we love and care about, friends, family, romantic relationships, we have children, and they're on the journey with us. So now we're putting that stuff in their backpack as well. It's really important to be mindful of trauma because it can be very dangerous. 
Now, I'm not telling you this, this stuff to scare you because I don't want to scare you at all. But I do want you to be aware. Because one thing about it is that once we know trauma is there, we can't unknow that it's there. And that's what gives us power. It gives us the power to be able to deal with that and to face it head on. In motherhood and adulting, you know, we we could be like that mom who drowned. And we could raise our kids from a place of trauma. Now, for the mother who almost drowned, she had a she had a very traumatic experience. That's scary for her. So we could understand why she thinks that bodies of water can be dangerous. I mean, like, who would blame her? We understand that, right? So instead of her keeping her daughter from not swimming at all, what she could have done is worked out her own trauma and figured out healthy and safe ways to go swimming versus avoiding swimming at all. Because swimming can be fun. We go to the pool, we go to the beach. It can be a really great experience as long as we're being safe. That's the difference between raising from a trauma perspective and raising somebody from a perspective that you've been healed from trauma. It's a huge difference. We don't want to raise our babies in fear. We don't want to raise them to be timid and worried about the things that have happened in the world. I mean, being totally transparent, I have worked in victim services. Previously, I was a sexual assault aftercare person. And what that meant is that I saw a lot and met a lot of people who had experience with being sexually assaulted or dealing with domestic violence. And let me tell you, if that doesn't change your lens of how you look at the world, I don't know what will. But the fact of the matter is, is that I couldn't take home that trauma. I could not allow those flu symptoms to pass on to my family. So what I did is that even though I was not the person that was directly exposed to having the flu or that traumatic experience, I went to counseling because it's really hard to be exposed to the flu virus, aka trauma, and not pick up some symptoms of it. It doesn't mean you're a weak person. It doesn't mean you're incompetent. It simply means you're human and you've been exposed to some things. So no matter what your journey has been, we really have to take responsibility and get healed from our trauma because while it may have never been your fault, whatever has happened to you, I don't know, maybe you've gone through abuse in your life. Maybe you were sexually abused by somebody you trusted. Maybe somebody broke your heart. Maybe somebody betrayed you. It's not up to me to figure it out, sis, but you have to do the work and get to the root of this trauma because your bloodline depends on it. Your children are counting on you to be the happy and healthy mother that you can be. And honestly, sis, you deserve it. You deserve to wake up every day and not have that trauma haunting you. So, you know, as all things, I always find a scripture reference. So today I'm coming out of Psalms 139, 23 to 24. And again, y'all, I really, listen, I need some glasses, okay? Um, I'm going to get right though for y'all because we get on here every week and sis struggles to see what's going on. So Psalms 139 verses 23 to 24. God, see what is in my heart. Know what is there and put me to the test. Know what I'm thinking. See if there's anything in my life you don't like and help me to live the way that is always right. I really like this scripture because I feel like this really supports 
what we need to do. Now, I know the conversation of trauma can be tough. It can be an uneasy conversation. But as always, sis, there is hope. There's hope. Knowing your trauma, knowing what triggers you, knowing that thing that presses against you and makes you feel uneasy, you have power in knowing those things. Because once you know that it's there and you work to heal it, it can never own you again. It's not knowing that's the dangerous part. But sis, knowing it, even though it can be a lot, and don't get me wrong, this is it's not going to be easy all the time. And I'm telling you this as myself, recording this episode for me was hard because this past week, y'all, <laughs> some things were exposed to me about some places in me that were still broken and still hurting about something that I really thought I was a hundred and hundred thousand percent over. And there was still a small piece that still hurt. And I completely unraveled. I had no idea, you guys. So no, it's not easy. And I'm still, and I'm telling you this as I'm recording this, I'm still working through this. But as a woman, I deserve to not let that crap bother me anymore. As a mother, my children deserve to have their mother who is intact, who is whole, who is healed. So I really like this scripture because it's saying like, hey, like God, look at my heart. And that's what I did. Like, oh, I'm good. Like, test me, God. Like, I know I'm good. My heart was tested. And I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. Something still hurts. And I went with those emotions. I acknowledged those emotions. I acknowledged those feelings. I was very honest with God. I was honest with myself. I was honest with my my friends and my family that really were my support. I'm really big into support, you guys. My support that helped me through this. And I was like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I don't like it. I was honest about where I was. Then I said, God, take this from me. I don't want it anymore. And it's a process. So, you guys, next segment. I love this part of this show. It's the Hope Dealer. Hey! I hope you guys are really liking this part of the show because I don't think I'm going to let the hope dealer thing go away because it's cool to me. So I gave you all this information. Now what? So first, what we do is start by seeking God. And you can do this through fasting and praying. And you don't always have to fast from food unless that's what you're instructed to do. It could be social media. It could be fasting from sodas, something that you really like so that You're able to discipline your flesh and hear from God a little bit clearer and ask God to show you these things. Now, I will say this, this part, the showing part, it may get a little emotional for you. It's not going to be easy to see this trauma. I don't want to give you false hope that this process is going to be easy breezy. It's going to be okay. Well, because it's not, sis, it's not, I'm just being honest, but you can do it. You can do it. Seek God about the root of the trauma. You want to get to the root of something, not just why you react off of something, but where this reaction is coming from. Getting to the root, that's that's what we're going for. We're going for the jugular. Get the root, snatch it out of there. Some practical things that you can do during this process is to journal your thoughts and your triggers. Actually, what might really be good is keeping like a log. For example... Maybe you don't sleep well at night. Okay, why don't I sleep well at night? 
okay, I'm having nightmares. Well, what are your nightmares about? And maybe the nightmares or the the night terrors that you're having has something to do with some trauma that you've experienced in your lifetime. Okay, now we're to the root. That's what that problem is. And you pray about that problem. And most importantly, you ask for help. Don't go through this process alone. Find a therapist if you don't already have one. Um, A good website to go to look for a therapist is Psychology Today. Type in your zip code and a therapist in your area will pop up. But don't go through this alone. Remember I talked in episode one about finding your tribe. Talk to your tribe. Hey, this is what I'm going through. This still bothers me and I didn't know about it. And if you don't feel like you're not ready to talk, at least take precautions to take care of yourself. Like we acknowledged in the first segment, we talked about acknowledging the feelings, setting boundaries, and asking for help. Take care of yourself. And ultimately, as you're going through this process, affirm that these things have no power over you. No power at all. You know, sometimes um, in working in victim services, a lot of people will be like, okay, I'm a domestic violence victim. And they have their right to say that. But some some people that we come in contact with, I'm a domestic violence survivor. And, you know, those different, those terms for some people have different connotations. But no matter what has happened to you, it does not have power over you. You are not the trauma that happened to you. And affirm that to yourself during this process. I am not my trauma. You are not what happened to you, sis. Okay? So I know that this was a lot to take in. And um, I know that this is like a more serious topic. We're normally very joking and laughing on the topic. But this was really near and dear to my heart, guys. I really wanted to attack this head on because there are so many of us, myself included, walking around with unhealed trauma. And if we're not careful... We're going to pass this down to our babies. I mean, some of the trauma that we've dealt with is not even our fault. It's because our parents or our parents' parents raised us out of traumatic places. And they passed down those habits, those nasty flu symptoms that were dormant in us and now have showed up in our adulthood or at some point in our life. No matter what the reason, just know we're in this together, sis. Be sure to refer back to the My Sister's Glow support group where we have support available. That's our time for this week, guys. Make sure you tune in next week for part two of Facing the Trauma. (laughs) 